they made a baby yoda it's fine yeah it's gonna be called baby yoda anyway yeah baby yoda but grogu really sounds like something like bad (laughs) (laughs) maybe something you stepped in like that that sounds yeah like some space jizz oh man i'm fucking tracking grogu through my apartment i didn't even (laughs) notice like, what the fuck Jedi, did I step in that? Jedi walking around and then they look at their robe and be like, shit, it's full of Grogu on the bottom. Uh, is that where we say, is this where we say live from Milwaukee, it's Tuesday morning? <laughs> <laughs> I trust that you expect the worst from us. Live from not New York. I forgot where I lived, Milwaukee. It's Tuesday. Whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> this comes out Tuesday. Anyway, that doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> Not, Not exactly. exactly radio. <laughs> Starring Kevin Gelsme. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Starring, yeah, I guess and Kevin Gelsme. Big Bird. Twisted Tony. <laughs> That's some clean living or whatever you said during the Halloween. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> Not Fire. exactly radio. Here we are once again. That was our attempt at something. <laughs> it was cool. That's cool. We could always cut it out too. It, yeah. it, that will be producer decision. Oh, I know. I'm going to leave that part in for sure. I'll probably shorten up a little bit. But when we got to the part where Baby Yoda's name was Grogu and you said that you dragged it through the apartment, I'm like, that's funny. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So, hey, here we are. Year end some more. This time we're doing Tony. But hey, before we get there, I'm one of your hosts, Benny K, and... Uh, I am the aforementioned Tony. Just Tony. Tony, just Tony. Nothing cool in the middle there? Oh, shit. That's right. You love the rename. Yeah, what the fuck, Tony? Uh, Well, Tony, just counting down the last day. Is a 2020 Tony, which uh, I might have did last week. Did I do that last week? <laughs> no, what, what did you, you did last week? No, it, counting down. No, it was Tony counting down the days. Tony. Oh, it was? Yeah. Well, yep. short memory. I did it again. Oops. Call me Britney Spears, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, I'm glad you said right. it because if you didn't, I was definitely Someone was going like, to okay, say Brittany. <laughs> okay, Brittany. Anyways. Also joining us, Kevin Gesme. Thank you once again for joining Hi, us. Hi, I'm also here. And uh, so you're here every fucking week. In the city edition Milwaukee Bucks coat. Oh, yeah. It looks good. I know this is a podcast and you can't see anything, but that coat looks fucking tight, dude. Well, follow like me I on said, the social medias, at Gesme or at Kevin Gesme. It's one of the two. You'll find me. I'm, there, are, there aren't many of us. There's only one other person who lives out in Oregon, and fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that you don't even know him he could be a nice guy i think he's like a dentist or something i don't know wow it's... yeah what a piece of shit fucking dentist piece of shit if i learned anything from little shop of horrors like you can't can't trust him if i learned anything from being young and being scared of the dentist for sure god damn fuck like that other getting that retro stuff back where you get the big ass logos in the back i just need the starter jackets to make a comeback now Oh, oh yeah. yeah, still talking about that Bucks jacket right there. It is, oh, it is fucking like, good. The the current Bucks like colors would look really good on a starter jacket. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the green and cream. Yeah. Green make and cream us dream, baby. Make us dream with that green the, and cream, baby. 
Get that angry buck right in the front. I still like that tweet. People retweet it all the time of just America's story of descending into fascism as told by the logo. Because in the 70s, we're this happy little deer, man. Yeah. And then as the years, decades go by, we just and get angry. And then it switches to the uh, purple one, which, you know, realistic, little edgy, sharper, but, you know, still pretty fine. And then... You include the addition of red and oh, the lettles got- get all beveled and it's like, ooh, this is like strong and then kind of aggressive. And then like straight up uh, 1984 fascist uh, current Jägermeister logo. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, where he's just a buck that's like, I'm just going to kill you. It's like the <laughs> state is watching you. <laughs> that's it. I, I'm just going to stab you with my many Better antlers. My 30, my 30 points. Up. Almost called them horns. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of horns, uh, that's an okay. instrument, and this is a music <laughs> podcast. Transition. Transition. All right, so we're talking about our year-end list, and uh, this week it is Tony's turn to do that because I still have to put my list together. I am way behind because – that's fucking me. Slacker. I know. I Between fucking am. The last day, hoping the professor's distracted. Yeah. Overwhelmed with his grading. It's me. Um, when I when, early his magnum opus. <laughs> it's like this is kind of my life, really. This is how I do it. Fucking last minute. My God. Anyways, it's just like me, right? Like my list right now is me looking at the professor who said, "Hey, you didn't get your test done in time." And so you can't turn it in. And then I'm like, do you know who I am? And they're like, I have no idea. So then I throw every paper in the air. And then I'm like, good luck. Great every paper. Ah, fucker. That's very much the uh, person at the last minute. It's like, hey, I'm. The one time you were right. It's true. Kevin, what were you saying? (laughs) I was going to say, you're the person saying, hey, I'm typing from a public computer. My Wi-Fi crashed. Am I allowed to have 24 more hours for... (laughs) Can I get another week on the deadline, sir, please? You know, that seems like something I would do, but I actually didn't do that once during my whole college career. Oh, good job, you. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Also, because I worked on a lot of group projects and a lot of us did that shit. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> Communications major, baby! Woo! So, anyways, anyways. Uh, once upon a time, this account, uh, our Twitters went and just screamed into the void. And as usual, nobody answered. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, we did uh, ask for some music that people want to show us before the year's done what they come up with this year uh and our new friend new friend of the pod uh eli cash mm-hmm. walkie rapper uh went ahead and linked us hit us up linked us to his uh work this year his album stereotype assassin did i get that right yeah i looked away from my notes for one moment <laughs> i didn't want can't, to can't do that sit up with something else we're doing later but yeah, Stereotype Assassin uh, gave it a listen, and I am really happy that he reached out to us. I'm glad to make a new friend of the pod uh, who is uh, talented. I really like this retro sound. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I listened to a couple tracks on there, and you showed us the UFO one. I thought that was pretty legit right there. I think I just like... Uh... Go ahead. 
Yeah, his back-to-back with UFO and Don't Stop are some of the, like, just catchiest songs I've heard. You know, like, it, it, it just got right into me. I throw it on the whole, uh, I'm playing video games over here playlist right away. Um, they just got stuck in my head. I need to uh, also ask him in UFO if uh, that is sampling the NFL film's horns in there. Oh, yeah. The horn section. I could kind of sure hear the NFL. Because... Uh, NFL films did so well with their documentation, like our documentaries, like just documentaries. Just seemed like football was the most epic <laughs> of all time. Yeah, but they always just made football seem so epic. Didn't remind you of all the times it was boring as shit. Right, right. I, I will like <laughs> to say, like it's, I would like to say that I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that fucks up the word documentary every once in a while. Like it doesn't feel real, real when I say it. So when you said. What the fuck did you even say? Documentaries? I was like, yeah, thank God. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I just stressed uh, a wrong syllable. It's not like it was the wrong word. So, Well, more like a documentary. Am I right? Documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right? NFL films, uh, man. They just always, along with that narrator, whoever that was. Oh, yeah. When he comes into the legendary frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. He made it sound Warriors, so gladiators on the gridiron. Made it sound so badass. Love that stuff. They, All right, anyways. A, we second got- in four, a second and ten run just seems so epic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Matt LaFleur yeah, calls the page. <laughs> Calls the play at second and 13. <laughs> he hands it off to Jones, who loses two yards in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Uh, that's the legendary frozen legendary. tundra of Lambeau. Lambeau. All right, all right. All legendary. Right. Legendary. Speaking of legendary, let's get on to these tracks that Tony has graced us. Uh, his 2020 edition of some of the best albums that he's heard this year, some of the best tracks he's heard this year. Let's, let's get a breakdown of them. Well, I wanted to say one more time, Shout oh. out to by Cash. Also, oh, yes, sorry. Also, the Royal Tenenbaums. That's what I was going to make mention. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't Open know Wilson. how many. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. He good had me. Like, it's, a good, it's a good name. I, like, I didn't know who, because I haven't seen the Royal Tenenbaums, because I'm fucking bad at watching movies and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to remember that, that, that I'll be a friend of the pod. I'm not going to be like, uh, uh, what's his name? I'll remember that one. <laughs> uh hopefully maybe have them on this next year when yeah, we're back year. to uh maybe <laughs> not just being three dopes on a video chat yeah um but these three dopes have some other music to talk to don't we sure do yeah so why don't you uh right, take us on a guided it, tour of uh, <laughs> I was like what are we doing here <laughs> i'm gonna say take us through a guided tour of uh tony's yearly struggle 2020 well, edition bad. Hmm? Ben, uh, you know, uh, shepherding the two of you to the proper places is harder than it looks, okay? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I understand that, Tony. A little bit more than I do. Uh, anyways, uh, we're starting this off with uh, Chica, because uh, rap is now for the women, too, and Absolutely. thankfully, it, er, uh, not only is it for them, uh, they're starting to kill it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so Chica here, she's 23 from uh, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Nigerian uh, background. 
but what she uh, did here, she's uh, new to the scene, actually nominated for a Grammy. Grammys suck, but sometimes they get stuff right, and she uh, is nominated this year for 2020 Best New Artist. Uh, first official release came out this year, her extended play, so not a total, full LP. Um, that is one thing I'm, you'll find a theme through this is, again, we already know, I think it's short and sweet. Give me less, not more. Um, leave me wanting more. I think uh, especially hip-hop is really good when it, uh, if you give me a long album, there better be a reason for it. <laughs> you better right. be showing me a lot of different things. Because right. uh, the hip-hop EPs tend to just stand out. Like, so... She released Industry Games. I listed it as honorable mention because it wasn't technically top five, but uh, she released Industry Games, which was only six songs, and all six are very good tracks. Mm-hmm. This one, though, is like by far the best, like where it puts it on another level. Like this track is on another level from the rest because this just, this might be just my favorite track from last year with just how inspiring and how it makes you feel like yeah, a million bucks. It does. It was a great kickoff to uh, your playlist, and uh, it's it's great to see that we've now reached the point where uh, more than one woman can be mm-hmm. in the rap game. Like it doesn't feel like even that long ago, where it was like people had to decide you either just need between to know one, like, Cardi B or uh, Nicki Minaj. Minaj yeah. <laughs> like it, it felt like like only one of them could survive as the rap. And then Missy and, Elliott came back as the original one. And then right. those three. <laughs> well, then, and, then uh, you gotta you gotta say like another another big one that really led the industry. I guess I don't know if you want to call it. I think it's I think it'd be um, pop, but uh, last fucking oh god damn it, what the fuck? Oh god, I can't think of her name. Jesus Christ, this is terrible. Let lit Lizzo Lizzo Lizzo. Oh my god. Now, would you would you consider that a, a stepping stone for women in rap as well? Or do you no, think she's more pop? She was a singer. She, I think more her thing is body acceptance, being a pop, a fat pop singer. Okay. And okay. not just being hey, like the Adele when she was thick of just, mm-hmm. I can sing well. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm a sexy pop singer. Yeah. Because we like we all appreciate the big ladies now. Like, that's a, come on. Let them have their time to shine. I think there is that part too of the, the, a body positivity win of yeah let's get a little <laughs> bit more jiggle in that shake let's do that stuff yeah so i i feel like but, uh like the song the, the song that you showed us here from chica it has that feel of like a, a lizzo and then also like the the yes. other two that we had uh before uh that you mentioned Nicki and, minaj and cardi b then that's like a really you know that's one a really strong piece of her album and then here is just she is very like not only can she rap she sings very well mm-hmm. um and that also again has a theme uh with the next person we're talking about but yeah so chica is from like we said the south what other uh, accolades she was on xsl xxl's 2020 freshman class that's where they tried basically the next wave in popular rap mm-hmm. um there's plenty of misses. It's always funny going back and seeing like these random people that nobody ever heard of after their one song. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely, I think she's here to stay just because this EP was fantastic. Like I song, said, this song makes you feel like a million bucks listening to it. It's it a very inspiring it's song. Nice. Uh, just a killer mood lifter. Um, and so uh, she's definitely on my map to keep watching. I really enjoy her. Sick. 
<laughs> All right. Well, now we're heading down under. We're heading down under uh, to check out TK uh, Meza. Um, TK Meza is from Australia by way of Zimbabwe. She is also 23. So if you want to continue to feel old and talented, huh. here's another one. Uh, and here she released uh, <laughs> Last Weir- Year Was Weird. Uh, EP, which girl, <laughs> damn, thought last year was weird, right? Um, but it was volume two. She has another EP called Last Year Was Weird, and, uh, and she's already they, slated for uh, volume three, supposedly coming out sometime next year. Which oh. uh, it'll finally fit. <laughs> yeah, it will very to be, much fit. To be fair, it's already fit like 2019 wasn't exactly like normal shit going on but yes 2020 is on another level if we are comparing weirdness and then uh tk earns this uh what did i give her the number two spot was that um non-rtj edition because we as we discussed last uh, episode rtj4 is the official album of the year from mm-hmm. not exactly radio yes uh this one was my personal number two uh this is a was it like i said an ep and it earned a perfect record from me meaning uh i favorited every track oh okay holy shit favorited um and I, because of that, I had a real problem picking what track to show you guys. Because one thing that she does excellent is it's a, such a wide range of, yes, uh, some of these I would say is pretty hip hop, hip hop, but other of them are just flat out pop songs. So, like, it's versatile as hell. It goes mm. through all the ranges. Even the end is kind of more of like a rock song in like the Prince vein of, you know. Like that Don't Call Again. Yeah. Uh, Featuring Carrie Foe, like it, it's it's so much fun. Uh, you put down Shook for the uh, playlist for us to listen to, which transitions beautifully into, and I say beautifully, it's an aggro song into another aggro song with Awake featuring JPEG Mafia. Uh, but like when I was listening to that, like it's a seamless transition between the two tracks. Uh, but the one that really caught my eye beginning uh when i did my listen through to the album was 24k like oh my god that song just goes oh if you want to feel like you want to just like run through a brick wall real quick and it's not like it goes like hard or aggressive but it is just from the jump uh just energy levels at 10 and it doesn't stop through the four minutes it's so good i loved it oh my god Yeah, she just goes off on this thing. Um, so now she's, you know, just again, another artist to watch, another woman bringing her game to the, you know, rap game, showing off her skills and belonging there. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, that was another one. So, TK Maidza, you could watch out for. Um, any other thoughts, Benjamin? No, I, I agree with what you guys, you guys kind of said everything that needed to be said. Empty there. head, no thoughts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Empty head, no thoughts. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I went out and looked up the pronunciation. Just, yep. So it's TK Maidza. Not May, my. Okay. All right. Maidza. Just 
just so just you in know. case. Yeah. Just so you know, because for me, that's probably a name to keep watching. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see her going anywhere. Like I said, that very much so. Uh, she signed with Four uh, AD. Uh, it's the record label that puts out. Uh, it's more goth and post punk, but like names like Bauhaus, the Pixies, uh, Cockatoo Twins. Like it's they're not dealing with people who don't put out just great music. So like I can only assume that them bringing her onto the label is like a sign of greatness to come. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that is definitely somebody to watch. One we've already been watching. It's my number three from this year. Uh, I use the track Reigns from Idol's new album, Ultra Mono. Yes. Do you have thoughts now, Ben? <laughs> I, I had thoughts before. Now, yeah, now that we're more into your wheelhouse. I get, well, okay. I, I don't want to say like, I, I guess, yeah, this is more my wheelhouse and everything, but I don't want to take anything away from any artist that's on this list because I, I still think everything, like, I, I love music, so shit. But, but for this one, yeah, I absolutely love You're this good. band. I absolutely love this band and like I, like when Tony showed me these guys back in like 2018 I was like it took me a bit to warm up to them and then like I saw like their live stuff and then I saw like their messages behind their songs and then really getting deep and uh, deep into the songs that they had in their first album that I heard and this album just fucking kills it like this uh, and I'll be talking about this more next week because it's on my fucking list too um, <laughs> But, but yeah, the song "Rains" that you showed us here, it it uh, it it's it's one. They're all so good. I can't. For me, it's one of the more powerful ones. We were really excited uh, back when they announced it because they're gonna work with. Speaking of Ben, who's on his rap training wheels, he does enjoy like we do the producer Kenny Beats. He was gonna come on and work with them too. Uh, he gets programming credit on the album, so yeah. that probably means more of like just showing them different, uh, you know, sounds that maybe they could experiment with stuff like that. Because the producer that has the producing credit is Adam Greenspan, who's uh, he's his own veteran. Let's see, I put down his credits. Uh, produced Battle of Los Angeles for its machine, and oh. then. Uh, the most common like big name he, he he's worked on a lot of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds records. Oh, okay, well. nice. right on. So, wow. So his own. I, I can see uh, where the heaviness of the album now comes from. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got this up and coming hip hop producer doing some programming, and then this other producer who's just a veteran of these very good bands. What a um, what a way to put like those two programmers together for this album like that because like um, completely different styles. Well, with Reigns, is, this is where I can see that, yes, there was a hip-hop producer involved in some of this, because this, the bass on this track is just overwhelming. Like, the power coming from the bass section of this whole thing. Granted, so there's the normal, like, traditional bass line in this, and then there's also this, like, really powerful, like, throbbing. Like, it reminds me of... Uh, 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 what's their faces? Death Grips. Oh, it reminds me oh of wow. Talking about system. It reminds me of when we were talking about System Blower. Yeah. And how they're using some type of like. It reminded us of the Batman, the rides, you know, walkthrough, mm -hmm. where there's that huge fan making that room, room, you know, noise. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. 
Reigns kind of has that, you know, where there's this just overly powered bass on top of the other bass guitar, and it just makes this very just, it just sounds like it's throbbing with this power. Damn. I never thought throbbing is such an excellent word. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's ready to just ejaculate at any second. It's ready to just fucking come. But uh, and then it, and it just explodes all in your face on the chorus. I mean, it does though. It really, it, it, I mean, like he's not wrong. Like there's a pretty accurate description there. And, and the other thing it reminds me of uh, one more is uh, remember Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. yes. That Ben. Yeah. You saw that too. I did see that one. Yes. Okay. Uh, so when Brie Larson's band finally plays, you know, during the Battle of the Bands or whatever. Uh, she's dating the bassist, so they give a really like intense, you know, bass line. Oh yeah, been up the song. It reminds me a lot of that too, because there's this building foreboding in Scott, because you know he's intimidated because that's his evil ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it has that similar, just the bass just gives you such this like powerful presence in this, and I think it, that's where it was most obvious. They had a uh, hip hop producer at least working with them i wonder i wonder if the basis for this band is a vegan that eats chicken as well (laughs) chicken parmesan is a vegan what do you mean it's not vegan (laughs) uh so good uh Uh, great movie we watched that the other month and uh still still hilarious (laughs) but yeah rains uh because yeah, uh, you know, what they, like, as Joe Talbot, the singer of uh, Idol said, they are a chorus band, is how they refer to themselves, which, that makes sense. We're always waiting for their powerful chorus to hit, you know? Right. And um, it's it's great, because, uh, like, it, it puts, like, this, the, their choruses are, like, very powerful, and I, I think what I like, what I appreciate about their music the most is how, I don't want to say simple, but, like, it's very, like, easy to follow a little bit, and I feel like if it gets, like, a simple message and the instruments get down and dirty with it. It's like, that's extremely my shit. Like it reminds me of like yeah. system. It reminds me of like punk music. It reminds me, ah, it's, it's just yeah. all very good. I can't wait to talk about it more next week. And and when he's talking about with the blue blood course, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, there's not too many lines in this thing. It's a very simple lyrical song, but mm-hmm. it's what I were getting on. I was pulling on my reins is their own, you know, it's our own, it's our own everyday working class people that are pulling us, holding mm-hmm. us back, pulling on our reins because mm-hmm. they claim to have like blue blood. What the fuck is blue blood? Right. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. is so. Uh, welcome to Kevin's Science Corner. Here we go. Uh, blue blood was something that they would claim uh, you have like through royalty, right? Uh, it was a genetic, actually, kind of disease because there was so much inbreeding. So like people's veins would sit closer to uh, their skin, which if you look at your veins through uh, your skin, it looks blue. It's, it's not red, like, you know, blood actually is. Oh, uh, I, so I, like to say you have blue blood means you have that kind of like regressive disease from like so much inbreeding between, because all the Royal families in, Europe like were basically related to each other there wasn't a lot of because they were trying to keep their bloodlines pure and whatnot so cousins would get married off to cousins who would marry other cousins like it's it's very much uh an insular thing so if you claim to have blue blood it's 
uh, you claiming to have ties to royalty, but as we see, like, it's not necessarily a good thing. I thought it was the Smurf version of Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Sorry. Because well, for me, it works double, because it's talking about blue blood royalty aristocrats. Uh, uh, as the genius annotation says, it could be also be referring to Tories and because Tories are always, you know, uh, always trying to return England to its former glory of racist shit. The sun never sets um, on the English empire. But, and then it also just works for us doubly because the stupid Blue Lives Matter movement. Mm, yeah. It can, you know, for Americans, we can listen to it and it's mocking that whole thing of, you know, you're so concerned with some people who say their jobs are dangerous. That's why we got to murder a bunch of people doing it. Right. Yeah. You know, acting like, so how does it feel to, you know, yeah. Consider your, you know, so I, so that's what I really like too, is how it works doubly. But like I said, it's the power of that base. Uh, shout yeah. out to bassists. Yeah. Woo. Go bassist. All right. Let's move on here. You got another, you got a whole list to go through here. Let's do it. Yep, my number one non-RTJ four division. Guess what? It's another rap EP. Um, <laughs> this time it's Denzel and uh, Curry and Kenny Beats with their Unlocked from really early this year. Before everything, super early, right? I almost forgot this was on this year. So this was fun as shit. I would ask anybody to check out the not really music video. It's more a mini movie because it's the whole dang EP played over it. Mm. It is funny and fun. It's just extremely, just like if anything animated is extremely your shit, then it'll be extremely your shit because they play with all these different styles. Basically, this album has been stolen. Kenny and Denzel have to go into the computer that it was stolen from, literally into the computer. The files are in the computer. <laughs> Zoolander, Ben. Yes, I, I have seen yeah. that. All right, all right. Actually, it's a long time ago, so I almost didn't get the reference anyway. The files are in the computer. Um, so, yeah, they go into the computer, uh, and each song that's playing is the song they're trying to track down. You get different anime styles. You get uh, uh, Samurai Jack style. Or, uh, what was? There's a Scooby-Doo one. There's, like, an 8-bit one. Claymation. Uh, it's real fun. Um, but it's fun. just fun. You can tell they're really good friends just with the way that, you know, like, the Denzel character is just ripping on Kenny the whole time. <laughs> and you could, it, it's just fun. It's it, 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 it's friend goals for sure. I wish yeah. I could produce an album for a friend and then make a whole video with it. <laughs> well, it was, like, legit. But the lead-up to that, they instigated a fake beef, which... Of course, the naive person that I am totally thought Denzel and Kenny were like actually getting into a fight with each other. Like they even did like an Instagram live uh, where he hopped into a room when Kenny was like just live streaming. It was like, you motherfucker, you fucking leaking shit. I'm going to get over there. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. He's like, Denzel, I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Will you? I think I remember seeing that too, and I was like, "This is concerning." Oh my god! <laughs> and then very, very like, oh, good, very good on the cell. 
I really did like just how weird they got with it too. Just the <laughs> shit that they put, the helmets they put on a transport. It's just, it, it's funny. <laughs> it's just friends fucking off. And then on top of that though, this fucking EP goes hard as shit for 20 minutes. Super fucking hard. It does. And this is why he's, I mean, he's my favorite uh, you know, rapper from this generation going, just because Denzel never bores me. Never. Uh, everything he releases. Oh, just, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to just go into some of my favorite bars from the album. Uh, got them bags full of goodies like I'm CeeLo Green. Who the fuck you trying to mob out? Uh, that is a goodie mob reference goodie. for yep. the uninitiated. Uh, <laughs> too, too, too smooth like Lando. Turn a bike to a Lambo. Just love the just gymnast it, it's not even that it's when you see someone do like just a backflip but it looks perfect like it's not a hard thing to do in terms of like a gymnastic thing but it's just it's so cool uh the free spot when i dine at a green spot and then uh, when, when i dine at a greek a spot, spot the greeks pot in a time with a freak yeah, thought <laughs> Giannis reference, maybe I don't know possibly. <laughs> I think this just this just confirms that he's gonna sign soon. That's it. I, I talk I talked I talked myself into believing it was too. <laughs> the only issue is he's a Miami Dade guide, so is that him yeah. trying to get uh Giannis to yeah. the heat, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> uh and then just all of diet, which if you go on genius, yeah. uh it's all annotated by him. So it's like Cool. I, I, I was gonna say cool. like diet diet is probably my favorite song off of this whole ep right there but like you guys have already said like it has a very EP, good hook yeah oh god it's so cool i don't know what it is i think like i think people yelling at me either make me like <laughs> re- <laughs> either like like i don't know i either laugh at it a lot or it fucking bops like no other so like when i heard first heard denzel curry uh, do that cover of Bulls on Parade. I was like, this is fucking sick. And then when Tony showed me more of his stuff, I was like, this is great because he's yelling at me and I enjoy it. I don't know. It could be like a yeah. it could be like a sadomasochistic thing. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I can't say. Kazoo made it on my list last year. So yeah, I was gonna say that's if he that really... releases another thing next year, I'm sure it'll make it too. <laughs> and then uh we weren't doing lists the year before that, but I'm sure uh let me get to because this one was <laughs> fucking great too um mm. fucking taboo was really cool too mm. um which released in 2018 before we were doing this list mm-hmm. but it has some of his best on there like clout cobain and then i chose you sumo because there's a wrestling reference i'm yep. like you yep. this rikishi reference in your life then mm. um <laughs> but yeah i shared cosmic i put the cosmic cosmic on the list because one uh they stylize all these to make it seem like they're leaks where they make the file name the track name is like a file name yeah uh they named this one cosmic.m4a mm-hmm. which is a uh format that we use when i send it to ben yep and i have to, <laughs> I have to format. adjust it to an mp3 and then we're good <laughs> so i included that and then also uh what i really like and he only does it for a couple bars on this is he jumps into a, like a old dirty bastard like Caden. I was gonna it sounds say, like there's ODB there's there's some that, like, heavy ODB. Two lines. yes mm-hmm. yeah. i love when he does that and uh, like uh, obviously he doesn't continue to do it because then it's just cribbing it's just this like really slight when i first heard it i was like <gasps> <laughs> it, it was very much a vince mcmahon like a ghost he went he, yeah, he started doing ODB. Oh, I'm falling oh, off my God. Chair. Oh, yeah, that. 
<laughs> All so right. Shout out to Denzel and Kenny. Uh, let's move on to uh, Quiet Trip by Black Thought. Uh, Black Thought is the uh, frontman and main MC of the legendary uh, Southern rap, uh, you know, country, you know, that uh, good old Deep South uh, band, The Roots. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we're from Philadelphia. What? I'm pretty oh, sure we're from Philadelphia. I mixed them up with Nappy Roots. Sorry. <laughs> I am. I forgot I'm like roots I'm like a thousand percent positive. No, no, no. Philly. They're in Philly. No, no. You're, for, no, you're right. I really fucked that up. Uh, no, Nappy Roots. <laughs> no, the Roots, however, are from Philadelphia, and Black Thought is their MC. Um, so, anyways, he re- he's been releasing some solo stuff. This is, uh, I think, they're calling this the first album. The rest were EPs. Um, but yeah. Streams of Thought, Volume Three. Yes. Pull it up. Uh, but. Um, What's that uh, conscious rapper? He's referred to as like a conscious rapper or whatever. What I just think that just means is he's freaking educated and <laughs> that he's older. <laughs> like he just, you know, he's basically just the statesman of rap. Like right. you know, it, 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 the whole conscious rap thing kind of got that tag because it was like uh, the not crunk party rap that was going on in like the 2000s where it was like we need something to differentiate this and we can't just say that it's the music that the white people feel safe listening to (laughs) uh so i picked up that tag uh and you know yeah it does have a little more of a uh let me speak to the people as opposed to it's got a message that it's delivering but like eh. It's rap. It's rap. It's rap. It's rap. And it's good. Uh, I like, uh, you know, I like being taken on a tour of uh, just the way that Black Thought is seeing a lot of things. Uh, Good Morning was a highlight track. Uh, That one is probably the most rippity rap. It has Pete, which a piece with Beats and Killer Mike. Uh, Other similar uh, artists that have, well, uh, sing about similar messages or rap about similar messages. And then what I really liked uh, is that the band Portugal the Man joins them on a number of songs here. And that is why I included Quiet Trip here because I really, you know, obviously it's more Roots style than some of the other tracks. So it's kind of me cheating by picking this one, but, but just... His work with Portion of the Gold Man is just, it, I really like those tracks. Each of them highlight just the way they're able to juxtapose, juxtapose uh, Portugal's very uh, beautiful uh, hooks with uh, the thoughts and ideas Black Thought sharing with our, mm. the audience. Yeah, pick up a very big, like, obviously the root, like, We've already mentioned mm-hmm. that they fall into the conscious rap thing, but I picked up a very big public enemy vibe. And I don't know if it's just the fact that it was only so long ago that we had just listened to It Takes a Nation. Right. Uh, but like, uh, and on top of that, anytime I see Black Thought come into uh, my periphery, like two things happen. One, uh, I'm reminded of the time when Black Thought was trending on Twitter because of 
the other thing that it reminds me of it's his like 10 minute freestyle he did on uh what's the funk flex like he just goes off for a 10 minute freestyle and it's just fucking bar after bar after bar it's so fucking good but like when that came out uh it got trending on Twitter and a whole bunch of dumb racist people are like, Oh, black thought. Why not white thought? Huh? Why oh we, God, why we, why, why are we, why are we only black thought? Huh? And it was like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I love stupid people sometimes. It's so good. <laughs> I am going to check that out. Um, I have not checked that out yet, but yeah. Uh, streams of conscious or streams of thought. Now I need to go back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dreams of Thought, Volume Three, Cain and Abel, uh, my number five. That's because, good stuff right there. And again, it's another. You know, it's thirteen songs. So, like I said, they're calling it, or I think that this is what he's referring to as his first like solo album. Okay. But still, only coming in at thirty-four minutes. And again, like, don't take too much time unless you really give it. Because in thirty-four minutes, I feel like, you know, like for this is, it's a heavy thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, not a minute's wasted, and it was. A, again number five yeah uh and then another one last shout out of that one too i think i the reason i connect with the quiet trip track so much is because the drums are still there so Mm. didn't lose uh uh you know because not being the roots means you're missing out on uh quest love quest love but uh the drums are still very strong in especially this track so yeah didn't miss them as much on this track all right. Um, so next, another Australian. This time, white though. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I put a white Australian on my list. Oh no. But it is Tame Impala, uh, number four this year for me. Um, the Slow Rush album. Uh, what's there to say? I mean, uh, if you if you've heard of Tame, you know what to expect. It's more like it's. They call it psychedelic. I don't really, I don't, for me, it's pretty genreless because there's just so yeah. many genres contained within his sound. You know what I mean? It's psychedelic and, uh, in that it is very, 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 very easy to smoke weed too. Yes. Like legalize it. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so easy to get lost in his tracks, like where you will listen to it one time and then you can pay attention to one section and then the next time you might discover another part of the song that you didn't appreciate as much the last time. There's just so many layers to that. He's like an ogre. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think it's a lot of intent. Like, I don't think artists get (laughs) as psychedelic artists unless they are very actively trying to uh, brand themselves in that space. Uh, But speaking of the Aussies, they went to, and also kind of a callback to Denzel because they went on the Triple J uh, radio show and just about a day or two ago they put out a cover of the 90s hit a girl like you and i oh, thought she's very and it was very good it, it very much retains a lot of the original song while still very much being a tame and impala track uh, don't know if any impala heads uh amber shout out to you too <laughs> um so yeah tame impala is actually it, one person writes all of it it's uh the australian fucking australians but it's the aussie kevin <laughs> parker and then uh he has Shout a, out kevin's yep Shout it is kevin's. a kevin though it is a kevin at least but uh yeah but yeah uh he composes and creates all of this stuff 
Um, I always like when an artist does create a like band name though, because he needs the band. You still need the band to play your music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so they're just touring members and then he does all this stuff. And uh, I've been, now that I'm trying to learn how to make music on my own, I've been reading a little bit about what he does, but it's so much like, uh, so I've discovered his sound, like with the drums, he uh, programs it with this, pre you know this this pre game you know there's like 20 different ways to just program the drums alone that somebody's discovered how to make his drums because like on this lost in yesterday track it's the drums and bass that does it for me that's the two instruments i follow the most in this track uh they just his drums they're just they just sound like they're just, it's just, it makes such a complimentary bed for what the rest of it's doing. Mm. And then uh, again, the bass, you know, just shout out to another, it's another rhythm section shout out. <laughs> no, that's all Ben's right. loving I, this though. I, I, I'm great. I'm, I'll sit here in silence and listen to all the shout outs to the rhythm section all day long. But no, seriously about uh, Tame Impala, their sound is just so full. And I, I love that. Cause I think that's what you were kind of alluding to with the drums and bass there. And, and just like listening to it and Amber, like you said, shout out to her. She got me into Tame Impala a little bit more. Like I remember when this album came out, I think we were listening to it together while we were working at home. Um, and it was just, it was really just, it really eased me into work. Like, you know, when you're at work, you fucking hate being there for the most part, unless you really love what you're doing. Uh, and uh, like this kind of put me at ease and like was, it gave me the ability to do that. And I think it's because of those full sounds. And then also with that mix of uh, uh, being psychedelic where you could easily smoke weed to this, but I didn't do that while I was working. I just want to say if anyone from work is listening to this, please don't go to HR. My God, And, I didn't and, and again, with Alcohol. That's a failed drug test, man. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, and just the stuff he's doing with, you know, the instruments, it, it, it's so interesting that I don't even get around to the fact that I love his voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, so easy. you know, like it's like i think of what he creates as soundscapes what it really makes me think of is in the office the episode where uh, gabe tries to have a party at his house for glee oh and then uh andy bernard gets sick because he eats powdered seahorse so he's at the toilet at the end of the episode (laughs) and gabe is trying is playing on his little synth because he's like, I make <laughs> yes. soundscapes with my synth, and it's just this like, uh, yeah, it's just this like really funny. Like he just plays, you know, he just plays his synth for him while he's puking into the toilet, and in between barfs, and he's just like, it's so beautiful. That's what I. That's <laughs> that's what I picture myself listening to Tame and Paula. I'm just sitting there in a toilet, just going, oh, it's so beautiful, so nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I bought this on vinyl too. It's on beautiful this beautiful forest green pressing and it's nice and thick it's double it's two uh it's two disc and they're both really thick they make it very high fidelity and it's just a beautiful listen on vinyl too would you say that it's uh thick with two c's oh yeah double c double c up um but yeah there's just he puts you on a journey with every record and this one was no different um it, it's it's gonna be timeless for me i'll always listen to that just nice. uh just all the interesting things he's doing on there so shout out to uh team impala who's uh 
quite large, so it's not like you need yeah. my shout out. Right. But I, I can see why. It, it, for me, he's just one of those acts I couldn't ever see anybody saying they're bad. They just might not be for them. Because <laughs> sure. what's, what's there that's offensively, you know, what's there that's bad? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I could just, you know, it's one of those, like, I would be offended if somebody would say they're bad. For it was like, yeah, no, Timbo sucks. <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> ah, offensive. All right. All right, let's continue on for another honorable mention here. Uh, the Pursuit of Liberty is the track. The band is Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And their uh, release this year was uh, called The Ride. And the album was like uh, stylized as like if the band was an amusement park ride instead. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, uh, if you are a fan of pop punk or punk like we are, uh, they are a all-lady uh, band uh, signed to Fat Records. So a punk band signed to Fat Records, you know what you're kind of getting into, right? Yeah. yeah. You're getting into something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the ride is, uh, it's a ride. It's a, a good 30 minutes, about 30 minutes, 12 tracks um, of just uh, lady-fronted punk. And But this track is uh, by far the most powerful. How would you guys feel about it? Super oh, no. emphatic. Uh, I mean, I've been a fan of Bad Cop, Bad Cop since... Uh, we caught them at Riot Fest, I want to say, mm. two or three years ago. Yeah, something like uh, that. They reminded me a lot of Mass Intruder without the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, where and, and it's just like, I'd, anytime they put out music, I'm very much interested in what they have to say because it's always, it's poignant and it kicks ass. Like, it's, I won't take, take away from them real quick, sorry. Uh, this is a great Bad Cop, Bad Cop song, but this is also a great Bad Religion song. <laughs> oh, God damn it, you took my point away. You took my fucking point away. God damn it. All right, but anyways. Well, you could 100% picture. Oh, great. very much so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, so I, yeah, I robbed you right I robbed you at the wall. You did. I was, like, about to say it. You're like, oh, I just want to say one more thing real quick. That's about to score a touchdown and tackled at the one. one. And he fumbled, and they lost the game now. That's it. But, no, what's interesting, uh, when Kevin brought up Mass and Shooter, I think uh, before, you know, the pandemic happened, maybe it was last year, maybe a couple years ago, but Bad Cop, Bad Cop toured with um, Mass and Shooter, and, like, they did these funny skits on Instagram where, like, Mass and Shooter, because they're all robbers and shit, and they were trying to be creepy because it was a girl band, and... Like, hey, uh, it's the shtick. They're Jersey uh, action yeah. folks. Is, like, hey, hey baby, how you doing? Uh, and they're from Milwaukee. I love it. But just like, I just remember seeing some video where like the bad cop, bad cop are like talking to each other. Like the two main singers are talking to each other. And then like Mass and Shooter, like red or something. I forgot which color. But uh, he, he came up. He's like, so, uh, I was curious if uh, you wanted to maybe go out sometime, and he like kept going, and she just like blew him off. They were, they were hilarious. They were all very good. <laughs> and then uh, the the line I just love in this is just uh, bringing up the fences is lowering the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that idea of just that's making us worse people. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Manzanar. Hey, it's. It- and, and if that's not a bad religion line, I don't know. What exactly, for me. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, just a great track record. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out too. Like I said, if you are familiar with Fat Records uh, reputation, you'll know what you're in for. And it's uh, it's what keeps punk alive. So we, 
so yeah, like last week we gave shout out to Jeff Rhodes and Stock, another one keeping it keeping it real, mm-hmm. and then the uh, Mass Intruder, Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Yeah, uh, those are those are some uh, bands that are keeping that alive, keeping it. When I still hear those, I am taken back 15 years ago. You know, yeah, when I was first getting into that stuff. So good stuff. Shout out to them. Uh, hope you guys like that inclusion. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one, uh, this is the serendipitous uh, track award of accidentally discovering a track that I really love. It's uh, oh. dr- Drinking from a Swimming Pool by the Grave Robbers. How'd you guys I, like this one? I was going to say, I, I think... Uh, the way my music has shifted for me is like I'm now like going more towards this kind of like mm-hmm, western sounding. I, it's, yeah, I don't I don't like it. Uh, I still love all music and I want to just keep that there for everybody. But like when I heard this song on there, I was like, oh, maybe a little bit of Ben is rubbing off on Tony. All right, very cool. But uh, no, I really enjoyed this track too, and it's, it's very simple, straightforward, and just kind of it's it's. It's nice to hear songs like this because it's not like, and I have to give shit to all this, you know, mainstream country bullshit. Like, this is actually good stuff. Well, this is like, I, I would say this is where, like, folk. Yeah. And that traditional folk, and I know that's starting to be, it's, 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 listen, it's extremely my shit, too. We're actually going to get into this, like, I'm going to juxtapose this with Maxo Cream, which we'll get into. Um, one thing I really love about both folk and rap music is their ability to convey stories. Mm. It's just mm. both of those genres, the reason I love them, well, you know, there's more than that, but one of the main reasons I love both folk music and rap music is their ability to tell stories. And uh, this one, not while it tells much of a story, you hear right, you, know, you get the, it just emotes perfectly what a feeling of drinking from a swimming pool yeah. like uh it's it's failure but it you're also drinking you know water so you know it's like it's just one of those things of you're hydrating but in the worst in, in the, the worst, saddest, worst possible, way, yeah. saddest possible way um let's have uh kevin give his it, that, that it hasn't been in a coen brothers comedy is a crime against me specifically <laughs> against you I, specifically I, so the first, I, I had to try to figure out where I discovered this from for a while. I was trying to, I'm like, where did, cause I've been listening to it more at the beginning of the year. I discovered this uh, during that Tom Waits period that Ben has, Ooh. Uh, has alluded to. Fucked me up. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, Spotify sometimes if you're searching for a specific track and it plays all the way, it will just play tracks with the similar title. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was listening to Kendrick Lamarck's Swimming Pools. Oh. Drank. Because I just needed to hear that track for a second or something. And I think I continued to let Spotify pick the next song. So then they picked this and I was like, what the fuck? And then I faved it. And then I kept <laughs> listening to it. So shout out to Kendrick Lamar for showing me the great rock. <laughs> Man, this song came out in Because at first I thought it was... Yeah, because at first I thought it was just a song from a movie because it sounds perfectly for that. And like you said, Coen Brothers, why isn't it in one of those yet? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those characters would drink from a swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, and it but, does look, look like, like the, the, at least uh, the way that the track appears on your playlist for me is it does come from a soundtrack from the movie I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. 
I haven't seen the movie, but it's on, (laughs) but it's on Netflix. So maybe I give it a, maybe I give it a peek. Yeah, there you go. It, uh, yeah, I noticed that too, because that's when I, my first theory was, I must have heard this in a movie, and I looked it up right away, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, not that, and then I looked around around the like area of where it was faved this time this year, and that was my next guess. I think I discovered it looking up the Kendrick song, <laughs> uh, but, um, but like you said, at first I thought it was in a movie, and then it's only been from that movie. But I did look up I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore. And it kind of sounds like it might be a fun movie. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll check it out too. Right. Um, so there was that. The other thing I emote when I listen to this is I always think of it of when the lights come up at like a show or something and everybody's walking out. Oh, and oh, it's, yeah. it's this is their, hey, like, we're done. Uh, <laughs> it would be a very good track for that too. It would, yes. All right, so moving on, another honorable mention. It's the track I Can Hardly Speak by uh, the indie band Bombay Bicycle Club. Uh, it Music is just so plentiful now. Uh, I always am just like sitting there like, what if you were really into indie rock? If you picked like <laughs> 10 people really into indie rock, they would all probably name 10 different bands almost. <laughs> just because it's like who you know and this is my like indie band crush is uh i always follow them i very much like that uh indie rock has kind of become the same way you describe a uh uh, a craft brewery like it's not small enough to be underground like a microbrew but it's also not like your mainstream macro breweries like your millers or your budweiser's it's it's in that middle ground where they might have like a little bit of national but mostly probably just regional uh celebratory yeah regional is a probably a big thing too it's just it's it's like i'll connect it it's like how wrestling pre-wwe used to be it was all regional too where you could be huge in this region but other side of the country would probably never hear it like and uh but yeah so they're just one of my indie band crushes that i'll always follow uh the singer has a very dreamlike uh singing voice that reminds me a lot of wayne Cohn. queen queen i learned it was queen but I wanted to I wanted to see if Kevin agreed with me with this track. It reminds me a bit of Wayne Coyne. Uh, he honestly reminded me a little more of like Frightened Rabbits. Uh, oh yes. Now uh, uh, it's it's very much that uh, uh, English. Now nah, and I would say English like. Honestly, I was a little upset to find out that they're a band from London and not like from Scotland or Ireland because I was I was so ready to be like, yay, one of my uh, defectors is having a really great band, but like they're from the north side of London. And it's like, oh, yeah. Sorry, Kevin. There. <laughs> still, uh, I still no. very much, I, I very much dug this track. This is very much something that I would expect uh, my brother Ryan to be a huge fan of and be like, hey, I've been listening to them a lot. You should give them a listen. Now that we uh, brought up Wayne Coyne and now that we know that it's Wayne Coyne, Tony, you got to list off all coins right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't, uh, don't do that. Coin bank. <laughs> Coin bank. <laughs> um, but to talk about this track, when you guys brought up uh, the indie rock kind of, uh, I, I kind of like compared this to uh, a song that was on Kevin's 
uh, Kevin's list last year, and this is going to be a stretch, and I know it's going to be a stretch, but Northwest Passage uh, by Stan Rogers, I thought that it, it like connected a little bit for me. Because he mentions a lighthouse? <laughs> no, I just that's, like... That's, that's the only the... mental path I'm taking here is that well, no, it it's just like, like a it's... sea shanty and he mentions a lighthouse in this song. For me, maybe it's the accent, I don't know, but like it gave me the same feel as what I was trying to say and that's, I mean, I know like they're completely different songs and it probably doesn't make any sense that I connected those two together, but uh, yeah, fuck you, Kevin. And no worries. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, Tony? Um... I wanted to talk about the weekend and this is my single of the year just because I like to include whatever popular song mm. connected I connected with the most. It was Blinding Lights by the weekend. Uh, I also need to include them. I don't really give a shit about Grammys, but it is kind of fucked up because you would assume that the show is kind of made for people like the weekend. So to not receive a single nomination. And it's like, it's not even like this is uh, a pop album that people are like just really like it's one of the most streamed it's one of the most streamed albums of the year it's one of the more critically acclaimed albums of the year like it, it had all the makings to just go into the grammys and start sweeping categories and not a single nomination like the fuck are you doing people over there at the like what what, what? it was such a exclusion that even if i don't even care about that show it was still like what because <laughs> isn't it made again isn't it made for people like the weekend um and the reason also is just because the track blinding lights is like like a freaking michael jackson track yes <laughs> yeah, very much so like a, yeah. uh, where it's where it's sexy pop because it's not r&b you know, it's it's very much pop, but it's too sexy to just be a pop song. And it, and it's uh, since his work with Daft Punk on Starboy, like I kind of heard that over like a whole bunch of the songs here in uh, his new album. Like it's like I, it, words are failing me. My brain's broken. <laughs> oh yeah, Fine, I'm like, sorry I compared okay, Northwest yeah, so Passage to that one song. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying? But, yeah, so, but yeah, I was just, again, yeah, like, th- like, I'm not gonna perform the sacrilege straight out of going, yep, these are Michael, but the song Blinding Lights is a Michael Jackson song, and he is our closest right now to capturing that same energy again of, yeah, he's a pop star, but uh, also his music makes me want to fuck. Yeah, better also, to give that to him than uh, Justin Timberlake and being like, our new king of pop is a white dude, as opposed to, uh, where Michael Jackson being a black man, like yeah. So shout out to the weekend. You didn't make the Grammys, but you made a better list. Also, was was the weekend? They were in a they were in a movie. Oh, it was Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. I that just wanted great. to bring that up. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great movie too. That's probably my favorite from uh, the last year. Uh, talk about cinema. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I mean, it was just, it was just so funny, but it, uh, so dramatic. Oh, Adam Sandler kicked some fucking ass. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, next, uh, because it was just so funny that it happened. <laughs> like, I was just. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I was just like, when I, 
popped out it happened i was just open mouth like huh <laughs> <laughs> but we got a sequel to jesse's girl 39 years later because <laughs> uh, coheed and cambria is trying to have the most interesting story of a rock band ever because like they started as like in the punk warp scene then the uh, Claudio Sanchez showed he can really shred, and then he got embraced by metal a little bit, but not in. So then there was a little bit of like a prog phase that that all kind of went through there. Uh, and arena rock, like, and there's yeah, like, they 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 just lead an interesting career, and it gets more interesting because then they go back and write a sequel to a Rick Springfield bit. And not only do that, but they expanded into kind of a now 80s pop universe where Jenny is now also who Jesse's girl was. Like, God. yeah. That's um, so baby. So I just, and I just had to look this up. And yeah, it was just basically like Claudia sat there and is like, I kind of want to write a sequel to that song and then checked it with Rick Springfield, who was all in because I'm guessing he's just sitting around cashing the royalty checks from Jesse's girl because he can't tour right now. Can't tour right now. It was like, actually, Rick's been like very much uh, Road Warrior. He's been one of those guys who's been uh, touring a whole bunch that yeah. like you just kind of don't ever see. But like when he comes to your town, it's like, oh, cool. He's still doing things. Mm -hmm. Kicking around. But I figured this year that's all to a halt. So then he's just sitting around cashing his royalty checks and then this band calls him up. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah sure. so from for, for man Claudio Sanchez, the way he thought of it is just he didn't really ever see anybody write a sequel to a song. Uh, the article that gave me, it was on Consequences of Sound, uh, then brought up that uh, Major Tom uh, from 1983 uh, was kind of written as a sequel to a uh, Space track. Yeah, hmm. but that's really the only other example. And then, uh, so Claudio Sanchez went out to write, uh, he wanted the sequel to be, what it, uh, National Lampoon meets So I Married an Axe Murderer. And that's <laughs> what we I get like here. That. <laughs> that is, yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's fun. The song goes, and I love Rick's uh, Springfield verse at the end. Mm -hmm. It's just I, uh, where it builds into that last chorus. Yeah. No, for sure. This is this is a great song. It, it caught me off guard, too, when I saw it on your list. I'm like, is this, like, actually for real? And I looked it all up. I'm like, oh, this is... Fucking insane. I'm sad that, you know, just, I won't be able to... Go ahead. I, was gonna... I just enjoyed the 80s. Yeah. The 80s. I, I was going to say, I was sad to see that uh, Rick Springfield's not going to be too big for broad days in Sheboygan County this year. That's going to be... Aww. That's going to be... You know, usually you could see someone like that there playing Jesse's Girl, <laughs> but... All I have to say is, didn't know it, but... Uh, his album that has Jesse's Girl on it, Working Class Dog, fucking slaps. It's actually like just a really great record. We're gonna become big Springfield heads here. <laughs> it's, you know, he got a lot of flack when he came out being the uh, poor man's Bruce Springsteen, but you know, uh, if there's like, I, I still, Working Class Dog, check it out. Man, if you you're haven't. old now, start embracing Bruce Springsteen. He's great. Uh, okay. Fine. Listen to Born to Run. I okay. Listen Anyways. to Darkness on Edge of Town. Just Born to Run's. All right, we'll talk one. about this after we're <laughs> done with this episode. Let's move on to the next one. 
Well, we're going to get all this money. Serve, uh, I've already mentioned them multiple times. This is an honorable mention flashback, uh, 2016's album Floss. But uh, I, what the reason why I wanted to uh, include Injury Reserve here is, yes, I spent a lot of 2020 having fun with them. And then also, I always just feel like they work so well with another show favorite, Clipping. Yeah. A pop trio. And while Clipping might be the horror movie, uh, of the double feature, Injury Reserve's the comedy movie. <laughs> Because uh, a I lot like of their tracks, I like that. I like that. They just have fun, but it also works because there's, yeah, there's just there, a, a hip hop group has that different energy of where they're just hitting you from all these different uh, angles, and so I really like mixing injury reserve with clipping. So I wanted to contain. Uh, so 2016's album Floss was their kind of ode to like uh, crunk kind of noises like we get in uh, the song All This Money, which is just a uh, jive song about having money and spending. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's fun. Uh, I was going to say, like, I kind of felt like I kind of felt like you talk about clipping, but I also felt like this is another rapper yelling at me and has that same growl, so I compared it with like <laughs> with Denzel Curry a little bit, too, and I was like, this is fucking badass. Like, this song, when I first heard it, was just in my head all week, the whole week. It was so good. It, it and it, that's what I really enjoy about that floss out. Like basically, each album they come up has the, again, like clipping has themes, and uh, and they, so like each one has its different style. And so yeah, floss is kind of their uh, ode to probably the hip hop they were growing up and first listening to. And then I just loved it again. They're the comedy group of. Uh, my rap groups I like to listen to because I just love uh, one of them, I forget which one, uh, just lecturing you about even if you have $27 in your paycheck. Go down on H&M, get some shirts. Yeah, that's good. There's ones with the zipper on the side. And what the hell is with the zipper on the side? I only <laughs> I like saw it. that too. What's with the zipper on the side? I also, I like that he just kind of went off and then just like stopped <laughs> rapping and that was like kind of the end of the song. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, so I wanted to include just something like fun from them because they are definitely my fun rap group where mm -hmm. I just want to enjoy myself and uh, just drive and uh, play some video games. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, uh, so let's spend all this money. Let's spend all this money, but don't lie to me about it. Yeah, uh, so don't lie to me. Uh, this is Slimmy B. Uh, from the group S-O-B-X-R-B-E, which I have no idea how to actually say it, but it does, or like how they want me to say it when it's stylized, but it stands for Strictly Only Brothers Real Boy Entertainment. It's uh, another group. Uh, these guys are West Coasters. Uh, they've opened from like, they've, they've gotten the Kendrick Lamar bump at some point. Um, but they, it consists of Slimmy B, who's here, and then Doughboy. And what I like, why I contain this is uh, shout out to Spotify for going, you're going to like these guys early in the year for me. And it uh, turns out I do. I really dig uh, what they do together and then what Slimmy B does 
that's on his own work. This track is just fun because of how he goes on. Mm. I think it's one long ass verse and then right. just the chorus. I was gonna say like uh, listening to the song, I was like it, it kind of took me a little bit to get into, and I'm still I still think I'm trying to get into it. But like sometimes the flow is there and it's connecting, but then all of a sudden the flow like kind of goes off just a little bit, and I'm like I almost like have a uh, I have a problem trying to attach myself to it, but I I, I could see like this whole like you said a whole verse and then a chorus uh, it's pretty cool i i i uh i like the toy story the andy's yeah. toys reference yeah. I, I, <laughs> that was good. and then to say you're a dog i'll turn into vic always makes oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man i like how you have here ha 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 <laughs> it makes me laugh every time and so why i brought slimmy b here was just to juxtapose it uh with our next track uh, so again one of the reasons why i kept going back to him this year is so two different styles i really like is either go off and just throw all these uh references at me and tell me of uh, all the ways you'll beat me up mm-hmm. or uh tell me a story mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Maxo Cream's here with Meat again. Uh, it's a I, it's a 2019 flashback. It would have made probably it could have made my album list if it wasn't for 2019. It was released in like December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maxo's uh, debut album, uh, Brandon Banks, which is his real name, as you would probably figure out. But anyways, this is the first track on it. Uh, he uses. It's interesting in the way that some of these lines are expanded upon in later tracks like praying to the dope there's a song called pray to the dope um and it's about losing your faith in god so you're just praying to the dope mm-hmm. um <laughs> but anyways is just he tells you basically his life story right in this track in a very just it's a very simple track it really is just drums and maxo here Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe it's the bare bones of it, like that made me feel like it could use a little more polish. But it's very like you go for a ride on this when you say telling a story. Like it's got all of the elements of your hero's journey. Like I, and it's uh, uh, if you want more background, I could have told it earlier. But uh, genius sat down with them for this song because it was a break breakout hit and he goes really you know into the stories but what you get here is yeah he's just so many friends have been locked up and his own family's locked up where all of them are locked up where his brother's sister has snitched on him and locked up both his mom and father uh the first story was when he was a kid uh and yeah they broke down the door and arrested everybody but him because he was just a child so he's grown up in the hard streets of houston uh murder block that he mentions earlier in the song is a real life place and the people he mentions getting killed obviously are real life people and it's just it's the song about the letters he writes to his friends in prison about hopefully we'll get you out and this is what's going on with my life when you're in there and it's just it's very powerful because it's you know it's it's a real life artist talking about his real life that is like from a movie because it's too hard to live it gets real it gets real all right um let's uh let's let's wrap up the list let's do it all right and then so got it on me 
which is by the rapper Pop Smoke. Uh, another 2020 honorable mention. This is a this is it's a really good album. Uh, Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Uh, what he did on this record was there's a, like three or four solo tracks to start off. Then you get a brevy of features, and it's an all-star list of features really for like four or five tracks. And then after that, it's back to solo, which I enjoy. Uh, when because this is a longer album and again for me especially with you know just anything is if you're giving me a longer one give me a good reason for it it's 56 minutes but what's interesting so yeah from track 7 to 13 it's all like there is features on everybody but then after that Swally, Quavo, Future, 50, Roddy Rich I'm not a big Tyga fan but if you're a Tyga fan I guess that's (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh he sounds a bit and he sounds like 50 uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which got get it got it on me the many many men you know uh, that repetition is from a fifty track um, about many uh, many men want to see me dead too but anyways while it you know so while the talent was obvious the thing I really wanted to contain or really really reason I made sure to include it is because he did pass away this year he was killed uh, in a home robbery on uh it's just a really sad story just because bashar jackson he was born in july 1999 mm. so he was only 21 and he uh he came from brooklyn uh rose up in the brooklyn uh drill scene rap is like now like how punk got where there's so many sub genres it's hard to keep track of them mm-hmm. But uh, what he's attributed as being like a really, really pushing the Brooklyn drill scene further. Drill is a type that originated in Chicago, South Chicago, but it's meant to just sound like just the darkest trap music, like just music that just makes you feel like you're about to die the next day. Um, so got it on me, uh, he, uh, that track. And then anyways, sorry, I got mixed up. Uh, February 19, 2024, people entered his Hollywood home and uh, he died in the he died during this home invasion he was shot and killed uh they did arrest his killers uh get this uh there are four of them 19 18 17 and 15 year olds holy shit so it's just a very sad story of kids killing kids because i mean he was 21 um and it's just it 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 really fucking sucks uh because as if you guys listen to this track here that talent was obvious you could see why he had such a buzz at only being 20 that he already sounds like a, a veteran who's been doing this forever. And it just not even being a, uh, uh, I won't even say like, I, I drill is just not one of the genres that I've gotten into and to know pop smokes name, like before the incident happened to where, when I see RIP pop smoke trending on Twitter, like, I know we've just lost something like to not like that's the level of talent that uh, was on the line here. And it sucks. It really sucks. I mean, you got, you, you got all stars right now in legends. Like you got the Migos on here and you got 50 cent. And so you got people that, yeah, it, it was obvious that everybody knew that he was destined to be a force. Um, and then, like I said, that, Got it on me. It just gives me goosebumps, you know, listening mm-hmm. to how he's basically ready to die, you know, like he's, he, and he had to be, 
because that was the life that he, you know, was living in. It just sucks having to hear, you know, one, yeah, a kid, you know, uh, just a kid dying like that, but also just, yeah, yeah, he recorded plenty of music saying, knowing full well it could happen any day. Um, Like I said, I just keep going to kids because I watched that Biggie and Tupac FX show, American Mm. Crime Story, whatever. But, uh, but uh, he's such a great actor too. He's such a great character actor. I can't think of his name right off the top, but he's been in plenty of stuff. But yeah, the ending of the first episode when they're sitting there trying to figure out what happened, he's just like, damn, they were just 23 and 24, man. Just kids. Mm. Like just staring at the board, just thinking about how kids get, you know, like these are kids getting killed. And so that's just, uh, you know, Pop Smoke sounds older than us with his baritone voice, but you know, he, he was a kid with all you know the world ahead of them what a way to really end your list oh my <laughs> god so that was it that was the that was tony's list and we fucking we we well tony crushed it tony crushed it here we're talking talking a lot of good music and i can't wait to explore more of it i'm definitely looking to all these uh eventually i mean i know some of these already uh, but before we take off, we got some hyper-specific for you, Tony. So hold on. Here is the drop. Hyper-specific. First question, hyper-specific. Jesse's Girl 2. With that in mind, what song do you wish had a sequel, and who would do it? Hmm. All right, let's make another sequel. Uh, let's do a take on me, Ooh. except it's take on us. Ooh. And it's uh, not a, not not exactly radio. Oh. <laughs> the three of oh us. Oh my god. Got to okay. take on us. Take on us. Take on us. Take on take on us. That was good. That was good. All we'll right. Make it like some kind of like hand clap modern pop song. <laughs> oh sure. We could well, do that. Like fits in the tantrums kind of thing. Okay. All right. All right. Take on us. All right, whatever. <laughs> We'll think of it. We'll work on that. Uh, We're going to play a game that I've stolen from Pitchfork. It's over under. I'm going to give you five things here that are kind of related to uh, your year end list here. Uh, And you tell me if they're overrated or underrated. Uh, We mentioned the weekend. He's playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Super Bowl halftime shows. Overrated or underrated? Uh, Overrated. Most of the time they can be skipped. That's fair. That's fair. When you get a bad show, you get a, you get a bad, bad show. show. This is true. <laughs> I will never forget the Black Eyed Peas playing for the Oof. Packers Super Bowl. Oof. That was horrid. <laughs> uh, oh, my Lord. Like, I don't even really care anymore that uh, Christina Aguilera fucked up the national anthem because <laughs> who cares about the national anthem right. now at oh, this point? Oh, let's, man. Damn. Damn. Let's discuss – SB SB shows that were good. Uh, Prince, Prince, obviously. Tom Petty was good. U two was great. Uh, I don't remember U twos. Um, I thought last year's was good. I mean, Old Place was funny because it became a Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, the Shakira and J Lo one was pretty great. That was was that was real fun. Uh, But but Katy Perry's was great because it was like. The shark. Trip and a half. Left the shark. shark. Left shark. 
and then Missy Elliott coming on. That was great. Yeah. Uh, I just like because of the commercialization is just you oh, know, very much so. off the charts now. Back uh, Super Bowl 31 for the Packers, they mm. just had a New Orleans marching band play. Right? <laughs> and now it's like, it, you know, it's exploded. But what? at least the weekend did get the Super Bowl. But not a Grammy nomination. Whatever. <laughs> right, what's the next Whatever. Uh, overrated or underrated? Bicycle clubs. Uh, I would guess underrated. I'd love to be a part of one. Uh, I'd just hang to bike and get a and get one of those biking outfits first, so we can see everything that Tony's got going on. It's like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> all right, we got all right, uh, overrated or underrated flossing. Oh man, um. Definitely over because if you get an electric toothbrush, uh, your dentist will tell you you've been doing a good job. <laughs> so, uh, life hack for all you guys up there, out there. I got a I need Philips to upgrade Sonic my head, uh, I think. Okay, but my Philip, my Philip Sonic head has allowed uh, my hygienist to never lecture me about uh, flossing. <laughs> it's amazing. Fair enough. Fair enough. She all thinks right. I do it now. It's a machine, folks. It's a machine. Uh, overrated or underrated? Carnival rides. Um, definitely under because anything where there's a small chance you could die <laughs> should give you a rush. Like, you know, like a tilt to world probably won't kill you, but there's a chance it like just slams into overdrive and you get launched at 60 miles an hour towards a gate. Oh my oh God. My God, no. <laughs> That's so scary. Oh God. All right, what's the last one? Uh, so I didn't, the last three were kind of self evident why they were there, but this one here, maybe a little introduction. Uh, Kenny Beats has a YouTube show called The Cave. Overrated or underrated? Caves. Oh, underrated. There's so many good ones. There's just raw caves, man caves, fan caves. Nick like, cave. I, like the, I like the fan caves more than the man caves. Speak, wait, what? I said, oh, yeah, said Nick, Nick cave. cave. Nick cave. At first, I thought you said nut cave, and I'm like, is that <laughs> okay, when you nut what? Nut, that's a thing. Uh, when you nut uh, the cave. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good looking <laughs> cave right here. I might as well jerk off. That's Anyways. what Ben calls his uh, basement hangout. It's the nut cave. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I like fan right. cave, though, because it takes the gender out of there because gender is just a construct. That's My right. wife is a fan of sports, too, so it's a fan cave, mm -hmm. damn it. Well, all right. Um, caves are good. Caves are good. And on that note, cave that of the is, mounds. That's, a, that's our episode right there. Meant, what? Cave of the mounds meant you weren't going to be in class. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. you get to go stroll through a cave for a little, and you learn about stalactites. <laughs> you ever go to the cave of the mounds, Ben, or is May that just maybe? Were you? Or was that just a Milwaukee uh, field trip? It doesn't I sound like... familiar to me. We went oh. to a lot of rivers and forests and shit, and it sucked. Oh no, cave of the mounds. Yeah. It's great. At the end, you get to get rock candy. <sighs> See, we didn't do that. That wasn't cool. Anyway, there's a part of the cave where they make sure it goes pitch black and it's all freaky. Oh man. All right, all this cave speak. We got to get out of here. We've been doing this forever right now. So, thank you so much for listening. It's our year-end playlist or year-end 
episode, whatever, Tony's edition. Next week, I'll have my edition. Uh, we'll get that going soon. Can't wait to talk to you next week. But until then, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're going to do some cool things uh, next year. And by cool things, I mean actually update our profiles and shit. Uh, so that'll be fun. And until then, uh, I'm your host, Benny K. And... It's Tony Just Tony. Tony Just Tony. Very somber. And thank you, Kevin, once again for being with us. Yeah. And uh, we're out of here. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I trust.